There's not one guy, one person in the history of this program that's bigger than the program. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. All right, thanks for hopping in to this EPC of the Program Guys podcast. We are joined now by Aaron Miller. Aaron Miller, Tyson, what do you prefer? I go by Miller on TV just because that's that's how people know me. Being okay. You. Yeah. I go. My dog's going crazy. It's okay. tough. It's tough, like going by a name and then changing that name. I feel like it is, and my husband gets it. Just like the industries that I work in, it would be hard just to lose the last name. So I hyphenated it. So I use both. Um, but most of the time on TV, it's just Aaron Miller. Well, no worries. Uh, for anyone who's listening who doesn't know, I'm good friends with Aaron's husband, Hunter Teeson. Grew up with the kid. He's not a kid anymore. Golly, he's like 27 years old now or something like that. It's kind of it's kind of wild. But we wanted to have Aaron on. She works with ESPN and Sooner Sports. Obviously, her resume speaks for itself. Two-time national champion, four-time Big 12 champion, and the 2016 Big 12 Player of the Year. Aaron, thanks for having us. The the Thank first you. question that I have for you is you were part of two national titles. How does this team compare to your teams when you were, when you were playing? Yeah. Um, I have gotten this question a ton and rightfully so. Like I think back to 2013, a lot of similar talk in the media um, and sports analysts. Like you think about 2013's championship, that was a jam-packed talent squad. Kalani Ricketts was probably the, arguably one of the best arms we've ever seen come through collegiate softball. Jessica Schultz was a phenom behind the plate. We had Brianna Terang at the time, who was is still probably the fastest teammate I've ever played with. She was a dual athlete, played soccer at Oklahoma, and played softball. She's actually married to a punter, I think. Who's he with? Um, he was at OU. You should know this. Pressway. There you go. There Got he is. <laughs> Got it. Um, yeah, I, I just think back to that 2013 team. We had lost in the finals the previous year to Alabama. That was the big whole like rain drama where there was, it was raining in the championship game. And I think that fueled the fire for the the tour day they success in 2013 for but it was a different type of talent compared to the talent we saw this season like this season was suffocating that's the only word that comes to mind when you watch that team it's like there's no relief in the lineup it, there are five players that have double digit home runs that's ridiculous to think that those numbers even exist is ridiculous to even say out loud and I've, I've seen called and played a lot of softball and what I witnessed the team do this year is still hard for me to fathom and I'm still kind of wrapping my brain around it. Um, so it's really hard to compare the two because I think they dominated in very different ways. I think we were very pitching dominant. We had great offense in 2013, but we just had a force in the circle and Jordy ball was hurt this year. Right. I mean, we saw her play up until the big 12 tournament and we, we didn't really get to see her dominate on the big stage. So I'm really eager to see what this team will come back and do next season, but comparing the two teams, um, just very talented in very different ways. And man, if I could watch 2013 and 2022 go after it, I'd pay good money. I'd pay really good money. 
I love how we're just a couple of days removed from a national title and Aaron and the rest of Sooner Nation are already thinking about the next year chase for a title. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, and just what could Jordy Ball be next year? Just yeah. immediately. Further than that, Tiari Jennings and Jada Coleman are freaking sophomores. They're about to they have two more full seasons. Like, I, every time I watch them, I always have to remind myself that they are young and that they yes. – Still young pups, and they're not even to the peak, I don't think, of their talent level yet, which is scary. Very scary. I wanted to get your thoughts real quick. Obviously, Jocelyn Allo is going to walk away with pretty much all any hitting record you could think of. Yeah. You played with a girl whose record she mostly broke in Lauren Chamberlain, and Lauren Chamberlain, until Jocelyn got there, was the most impressive softball player that I have I had ever seen. Can you compare and contrast for people who may not really understand the how difficult it might have been for Jocelyn to break those records? It's huge. Um, I even think if you if you watch the cover story that ESPN did on Jocelyn, it really talks about her journey from freshman year up until her super senior year due to COVID. Um, and there were moments where she kind of had to step out of the gate because that's a huge spotlight to be in. When she had her freshman season and blew through a single season record, that was immediately the storyline. Is she going to be the next Lauren Chamberlain? Is she going to break the home run record? While you love that conversation and you want to celebrate it, that is a ton of pressure for an 18-year-old to comprehend and then turn around and play through. I mean, there's a reason you hear about sophomore slumps. It's because it's really hard to come back and do it again. Um, the expectation, the bar continues to get higher and higher and higher. And at one point in her sophomore year, she had to take a step back from the game. Coach Gasso was like, you need to go figure it out. You need to step away. You need to breathe. She wasn't a good teammate at the time. Um, and it was just very here for her. And so I think when she came back from that, the perspective shifted. Lauren went through the same thing. I can remember my junior year, her senior year, when she broke the record, like, we're best friends. She was in my wedding. We're BFFs. We talk every day. Um, and I can remember as her best friend and more importantly, as her teammate in that space and her senior season, it was such a mind game for her. I mean, at, at that point, I think she was like three or four home runs away from breaking the record. And I'll never forget. We were, I can't remember. We were in North Texas. We're playing somewhere out of, out of state. And she watched three straight strikes go down the middle of the plate. Lauren did. And I remember she came back to the dugout and she was like, I am overthinking everything. Cause at the time they were walking her like crazy, similar to what we saw Jocelyn, you know, this year. Um, and so you, you start to, this, the wheels start to turn and you can just see the steam coming out of the ears. And I love the fact that Jocelyn had Lauren being a Sooner sister, being from the same program, Jossie had Lauren to lean on when those times got tough. And what's so cool is that was the record to be broken. Like Lauren was holding the record and she could help Jocelyn maneuver through the, the mental side of this game. It's not easy. And you and us three could sit on here and raw and rave over a record, but we don't, what we don't understand is the weight and the pressure of the journey to get to that point. Um, because it is that it's a very treacherous journey with a lot of pressure and a lot of outside talk. And I feel like both of those women did a, a spectacular job looking towards each other in order to keep that record in the program, which I'm really proud of. 
it really seems like Lauren was a one of one until Jocelyn became it, made it a one of two, right? And then has Lauren in her corner, you know, rooting for her and cheering her on and giving her advice that literally no one alive can give except for her, right? And uh, I think it speaks kind of to the culture that Coach Gasso has built, wouldn't you say? I mean, five championships in nine like years of play, right, is insane. That's I don't know how you call something a dynasty before it's <laughs> over, but it's pretty close, I think. Uh, could you speak to kind of the, the special sauce that she has and what she's bringing to the table that uh, obviously no one else is, right? Yeah. I could write a book on uh, I'll uh, edit it. There we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> I every time every time I get a chance to talk to, about Coach Gasso, I I wish I had a full hour to really just paint the full picture because she has an unbelievable gift. And most of what the public sees is a very stoic, somewhat cold, you know, just very businesslike and goes goes about her job and you know, is very professional, very buttoned up. She's tight to the chest with a lot of, you know, the details of the team and her life as she should be, you know, this when you're on job. Yeah. When you're in that spotlight, everybody wants a piece of you. And she is a master at building a bubble and a family and an environment that is bulletproof, no matter what the headlines are, no matter what the media is asking um, the analyst, I mean, like I'm an analyst, I'm asking those questions. Now I'm trying to penetrate that bubble to learn the who's who and the what's what, and she's a steel trap. She protects that team and that environment. I've always really respected that about her, but beyond what the world sees, which again is a very stoic, serious, she's fun. She's giggly. She's tender. She's extremely caring uh, and I consider myself extremely lucky to have her in my corner. There is nothing in my life. And I guarantee you any of my sooner sisters would say the same thing. There's nothing in my life that I couldn't pick up the phone and just have an off the record conversation with her about, like, I can think of some very tough chapters in my life. And she's, if she wasn't the first, she was the second phone call I made. Um, and that's how, and I think that beyond just her success on the field, she is committed to the success of the lives beyond the sport of each athlete she coaches. There's this saying, and you'll, you're, you will hear her say it time and time again in interviews, we are a blue collar program that works our ass off for everything we have. But more than anything, every, every girl that walks into the program is just that. They're a little girl. They're 17 years old. They don't know up from down. They're trying to get their feet planted. But the second they exit that program, they are fearless. They are entering womanhood um, and nothing should scare them. And that I think is the epitome of who she is as a coach is that she's going to be really tough on you and she's going to grind you, but she's going to pull out the absolute best and you're going to be equipped for literally anything after life. And I think of all the alumni that I am still in touch with, most of us still deeply involved in the industry, deeply involved in sports. Some of us coaching. Um, I think about the women's college world series, you, you zoom out and look at the fingerprints that coach Gasso has had on some of those coaches, Michelle Gascoigne and the pitching coach at Northwestern who played in the women's college world series. 
Tim Walton, the head coach of the Florida Gators, played played baseball at Oklahoma, one in 94. He was our fields crew guy. Him and Florida both came through the Sooner landscape. Um, so her coaching tree is huge. Her impact is huge. And I have no doubt about it. ESPN needs to do an E60 on her because the, uh, oh, yeah. the like, there's such a beautiful story to be told about her. I love that. I love how you mentioned about your Sooner sisters. And it's really something to see uh, when I follow you on social media and other alumni on social media and see you guys so excited. It's like an annual trip to go to Oklahoma City for all the alumni. And you got it's it's kind of a like a get together, like a reunion every single year because you guys are there every year. But it's so awesome because like you, you're an analyst, you know, you know, you kind of have to be in the middle. You can't be a fan all the time. But to see you guys, quote unquote, get to let your hair down and be yeah. fans. That's yeah. an amazing thing to see. How did that kind of get started? And was that going on when you guys were playing? Not not to the degree that we have now. Um, and if I'm being completely honest, I think that we kind of got challenged. I think this would have been probably right after I graduated, maybe 2017. There's a thing called the Bruin Bubble, which is UCLA's alumni group. And they are rowdy and they are loud. And I'm giving props where props are due. They're great <laughs> alumni. And I think, uh, you know, after I graduated, I looked at, at what they had going on there across the field. I'm like, we need to be better. We need to be better. We need to, we need to coordinate. We need to get loud. We've got so many alumni in the state of Oklahoma and in the Metro within driving distance of the stadium. Let's coordinate. Um, let's get, put our heads together. And I think that we really elevated our presence as an alumni group. We've got the t-shirts rolling, the coordinated cheers. Um, but you mentioned it like Mason, I think that this it's a time for us to take a lot of pride in the blood, sweat, and tears that we've put into the program because you don't just get to show up there. You don't wake up one day and have a program that's won five championships in the last nine years. It builds. It's momentum. It's, the, it's all of that that continues to keep the wheels going. And so I think that even more than what those girls are doing on the field, it's a collective effort of the alumni, those who came before showing up cheering on the future and just taking pride in what we've built as an entire dynasty, you know, year and year and years go by and we've, we're committed to keeping that train moving. Go ahead, and it Mark. really doesn't, Oh, it just, I, it really doesn't happen without everyone keeping the train on the tracks that way, because the women in the dugout now will see y'all there. And then when they graduate, if they're in driving distance, they're going to be here too right? The thing keeps itself going through someone like Coach Gasso having such an important impact with all of y'all and yeah. everyone in the door having that kind of commitment from your years all the way through now. It, it, every year we're there and we have the girls to get there. And mm -hmm. that's not an accidental thing, right? Yeah, I, I'm already excited to see how Jocelyn Olo is going to be in the alumni section. <laughs> like, oh, I'm yeah. ready to stand next to her in the front row and scream our heads off. It's going to be really fun. Yeah. And I think it's something that they look forward to as well, especially the ones that are just a year removed. Like, they played with those girls. And I can remember after I graduated, it's different when you still have teammates on the field that you've gone to war with. That's a different level of involvement and engagement and cheering and excitement 
I have, I'm now gosh, seven years removed, um, six, seven years removed. Uh, but for Jocelyn, like she's won championships with those girls. So I can only imagine what it's going to be like for her next season for the chance to maybe three peak. I promised you we'd get you out of here in about 15 minutes. So I got one more question for you. Uh, I asked Chris Plank this a while ago, and this was before this is in the middle of the season. And I said, this, this team has the ability to be not only just the greatest OU softball team, but the greatest OU athletics team period ever. And Chris said that if, if they win in June, that you'd be hard pressed to, to make an argument against that. So now I ask you the same question. Can you think of an OU, you, you were a part of the program. You were around OU athletics for four years. You saw the football teams, basketball teams, all that stuff. I, in my opinion, there's not a team that played at OU that was more dominant or better than this year's team. No, I really think the only team that sticks out to me or program would be women's gym. I think that they have a lot of dominance and have made a huge case and have had a lot of athletes that have been tremendously successful at the next level, both professionally and at the Olympic level. But as a body of work, um, the statistics, the storylines, like Jocelyn's storyline, I have goosebumps because I'm like, Jocelyn's storylines are, they are storybook. The fact that she broke the record in Hawaii she hit a home run her last at bat on Marita Hines field. I don't know how many times she went yard at the women's college world series. Like this, the record now is Infinity. I think 123 home runs. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> going to be able to even, that. you know, we went from 95 to 123 bombs. Ridiculous. Um, the run rolls, where did we end up? 40 run rolls. I mean, in, in 60 something wins, it's, it's hard to fathom what we just witnessed. And to be quite honest, I don't think us three have even, it hasn't even hit us. It no. will t- it'll take years from now to look back and go, damn, we really witnessed greatness. And I was there to see it firsthand. Um, we, we can only imagine in the grand scheme of things, like how this team will write history in the history books. But I agree with you. I, I do not think there has been a team come through the OU athletic department as dominant and as storybook and as romantic. Like you just, that team was just, you can't help but feel romantic about softball watching them. Um, they're just a delight to witness. I'm, I'm sad that we graduated some of the best to come through the game, but really happy they were in an OU uniform. Man, we're lucky. Okay, okay, I actually have one go, question go. real fast, Mason. We're just we're we're kind of starting a campaign here. Once they build the new softball facilities, they have to put a Jocelyn Allo statue across the street, right? We need to look what program deserves it more and who deserves it more than her. Hey, no, I'm not I'm okay with Lauren with the Lauren Chamberlain statue as well. We should oh know. for sure. We, we need them all. If we're gonna They're give on a the Heisman, group text, we're starting it. Oh no, we lost but, her. God's <laughs> trying to um, I agree. I think I might know somebody that, uh, that might charge you putting statues up and we, we could make a little. Perfect. I, I, Perfect. That, that's, that's all. That's all I want to hear. We, we, we need three because we need a Gasso. We need a Chamberlain and we need a Jocelyn Allo. And you know what? A big 12 player of the year might need one too. I'll, I'll put an Aaron statue there. Hey, I'm a hundred percent for it. Probably look better than the Baker one. Let's be real. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, as a, Aaron, we appreciate you coming on. As always, your expertise is really, really appreciated. And thank you for jumping on with us for this uh, EPC. Uh, any, any social media you want to plug? Anything about that? Yeah, follow me, Twitter, Instagram. I'm I'm all over, very deep in the weeds with all the softball content during season. Um, yeah, look for me on your TV. You'll see me calling college softball games next season. Perfect. As always, thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you.